what vaccinations adults need and which ones they don't. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about vaccines that are recommended for adults on Access Health Radio. And I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. Dr. Forrest, we all know that vaccines are recommended for kids, but there's also a lot of vaccines nowadays that are meant for adults. What's important for our listeners to know about shots that might be good for adults and, uh, I understand, maybe even some changes in those recommendations recently? Mike, there are a lot of vaccines available now. I think that most people assume that uh, the vaccines are mostly for children. And while that used to be the case, more and more vaccines have been developed specifically to prevent diseases in adults, especially older adults. Uh, you know, first of all, and this is probably uh, not news or a surprise to anyone, the most important one that people get every year is the seasonal flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's especially important for people with chronic health conditions, people who are pregnant and older adults. Usually these are going to be around $30, and they're almost always also covered by insurance. And also, a lot of people have heard about the tetanus shot. And uh, there's a couple of different types of tetanus shots, so you can get a little confusing. But every adult should get the Tdap vaccine, T-D-A-P, once if they didn't receive it as an adolescent to protect against pertussis, which is whooping cough. You've probably heard about some of those whooping cough outbreaks we've had around the country. Mm -hmm. And then after they've had the Tdap, they can just get a TD tetanus shot uh, booster every 10 years. In addition, women want to get that Tdap vaccine every time they're pregnant, preferably uh, somewhere between 27 and 36 weeks. Uh, And if you don't know if you've had the pertussis vaccine uh, at the appropriate time, then you probably should get that in your tetanus shot uh, that includes the whooping cough booster. And one example of the Tdap vaccine is called Adacel. So I have heard of those that you're talking about. Uh, Are there other examples of vaccines that adults should be getting? Well, the best way to break down the recommended vaccines is really by groups. So why don't we go through a couple of age categories and also some high-risk groups so that listeners can understand really which ones might be best for them. So first, let's talk about vaccines that are recommended for younger adults. Uh, So HPV vaccine, uh, which protects against human papillomavirus that causes most cervical cancers, anal cancer, genital warts, Uh, That's recommended for women up to age 26 years, uh, men up to age 21 years, and men aged 22 to 26 that are at high risk. Uh, This one is getting to be more important. Uh, Unfortunately, I've been seeing lately uh, more cases of head and neck cancers, uh, particularly like squamous cell cancer of the head and neck. And this vaccine can actually help prevent those cancers, uh, both in men and women. So uh, very important to consider that. And then some vaccines would be recommended for adults, you know, because of a particular job or school-related requirements, health conditions, lifestyle, or other factors. Uh, for example, some states require students that are entering college and universities to be vaccinated against certain diseases like meningitis due to the increased risk among college students living in, you know, dorms and residential housing. All right. Thanks, Doc. Time now for the Access Health Tip of the Week. 
We'd like to thank WeCare for sponsoring our tip of the week. Uh, they provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. They're located in Apex. Uh, their number is 919-629-6010. And you can look them on up online at wecareofapex.com. Uh, they've really been a great community pharmacy, and uh, our patients go on and on all the time about you know their outstanding customer service. They love the fact that they will uh, price match any of the other pharmacies uh, that are local or even the big box stores and uh, still still be able to provide that individualized service. So our tip of the week this week is that it is really important to keep track of what immunizations you've had throughout your life. Uh, if you ever move, get a new job, start a new college, etc., those records are going to be needed for applications. Uh, it's also wise to keep a permanent record of all your vaccinations just as part of your personal medical record uh, so that you don't have to get duplicate vaccine doses that otherwise you wouldn't have needed. Um, you know, you want to make sure also that you do stay up to date medical practices. And this might be a surprise to some people. A lot, most medical practices keep records on vaccines, but if you change practices or doctors, you need to make sure you get a copy of those immunization records because those records are often archived or destroyed after a period of about 11 years. And I can tell you from personal experience that having those records easily available can save you from having to have extra doses of a vaccine that you don't need. Uh, you know, in my own uh, personal life, uh, going from college to college as I was, uh, you know, getting trained, I had to get, uh, I think, a total now of three extra MMR vaccines. Hmm. And that was always because the, you know, one university wouldn't give the other university the records fast enough. Hmm. Uh, and they'd say, well, if you're going to enroll, you got to have an MMR vaccine. So I'd just go get another one. So I don't ever have to worry about measles, mumps, rubella, <laughs> you know, even if I live to be 150. But uh, you don't want to have to get those extra vaccines. So keep your records uh, uh, close at hand. No, no, nobody ever wants to get a shot they don't have That's to That's exactly have. right. Absolutely right. Straight ahead, Dr. Forrest will be discussing vaccines for older adults and other vaccines that are recommended as well for some special circumstances. So stick around. This is Access Health Radio. You are listening to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mike Davis. And Dr. Forrest, each week, folks have, uh, seems like, uh, an endless number of questions about uh, the topic that we have covered and also folks wanting to find out information about your practice in Apex. How can they go about getting that information? Well, if uh, listeners want to send us some questions, general non-emergent questions, and possibly have those questions answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Uh, and a lot of times we'll answer those questions maybe on our mailbag shows. I think we may have one of those coming up pretty soon. Uh, and they uh, they do add up. I think at uh, one point for uh, one of the shows, we had about 700 emails uh, in there that uh, we needed to uh, address. So uh, just send your questions, though. But we have, I think, managed to get to most of those uh, mm -hmm. on air. So mm -hmm. uh, if they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to ACC Health. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, for the medical office in Apex, it's 919-363-0190. And after the show, if you 
you either missed part of the show or you have a friend or family member who wants to hear it, uh, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com. And we also always provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. We're talking vaccines, specifically vaccines for adults today, and we've covered some of those. And I was fairly familiar with some of those, Dr. Forrest, but what are some of the vaccines that are recommended today for older adults? Well, as we get older, our immune systems tend to get a little weaker over time, and that puts us at higher risk for certain diseases. So uh, older uh, adults are recommended to get a pneumonia vaccine, also called pneumococcal vaccine, and that protects against certain types of pneumonia. Um, And there have been some major changes to those recommendations just recently. Uh, Up until even a few weeks ago, uh, for people over 65, uh, they had been recommending a vaccine for pneumonia called PCV13 as the first pneumonia vaccine. And then the second one was PPS23. uh, And they were recommending the first, the 13 valent, and then the 23 second. Uh, however, now the the PCV13 pneumonia vaccine is no longer being recommended for the general public, only the one that's got the number 23 in it. So uh, at, th- at this point, if you're going just to get your pneumonia shot that you're supposed to get, uh, you should just plan on getting the 23 uh, in most cases. Uh, if you've already received the, the 13 pneumococcal shot, that's fine, the PCV13. But going forward, it's not going to be recommended anymore. And the, the, the astounding reason they're not going to recommend it anymore is because of the vaccine's own success. Uh, this is a vaccine that's been used now for years, especially in younger people. And it turns out that almost none, almost zero of the pneumonia cases that people get as adults now are any of the strains that are in that other vaccine. Hmm. And so, you know, if, if those strains basically have been almost wiped out, uh, they don't think you really need that anymore. Now, there are certain people, certain special groups where they might still recommend getting both. Uh, particularly people that maybe never got the uh, PCV13 when they were younger. Um, But these are recommended for all adults over 65 years and for older adults that uh, are older than 65 who have certain chronic health conditions like severe lung disease. In certain circumstances, again, both might be recommended. The second vaccine for older adults is the shingles vaccine. Now, this protects against shingles and uh, recently became recommended for adults as young as 50. Up until a couple of years ago, it was only recommended for people over the age of 65. And it's important to note that the older shingles vaccine, which was called Zostavax, is no longer recommended by the CDC uh, now that this more effective vaccine is around. And the new vaccine, the one that is recommended, is called Shingrix. Um, and it's been in short supply because people have really wanted to get this. It's such a good vaccine. It's over 99% effective that it may actually, we may get to a place where, you know, in my office, I don't see shingles anymore. Uh, it used to be that I would see a case, you know, at least once a month. Uh, I'm thinking now with this new vaccine, uh, you know, within a couple of years, I may go years without seeing anybody with shingles. So, uh, so we're excited about that development. Absolutely. Uh, it has been in short supply, though, because of the demand and because they've pushed the age range all the way down to 50. Um, and a lot of the bigger box chains have been running really low and making waiting lists. I do know that the We Care Pharmacy and Apex, 
uh, does have a good supply of that. Uh, and the number there again is 919-620-6010. And you can get the shingles vaccine along with these other adult vaccines at most of the pharmacies like that. I know my wife and I just got uh, the Shingrix vaccine within the last few months, and uh, boy, am I glad that we did. A neighbor of mine uh, a couple of years ago had shingles, and it is not something to be taken Mm -hmm. lightly. So I feel a lot better uh, with this new uh, vaccine being available, and we've got that taken care of. Dr. Forrest, what about uh, vaccines for, say, pregnant women? Well, you know, there are some specific medical conditions where people might need certain vaccines. Um, you know, you might pregnancy is a good example. Uh, people who might not have a spleen, uh, they're sort of at increased risk, people with HIV. Um, and so for those people with weakened immune systems, for whatever reason, uh, there's some other vaccines that are recommended, even for people who aren't older. Uh, and one example is the Hib vaccine. Uh, It's recommended for uh, preventing Haemophilus influenza type B, uh, and that's for people who weren't previously vaccinated. Uh, The pneumonia vaccine, which we just mentioned, uh, for both both types may be recommended for people who are immunocompromised. And then we mentioned earlier the college students, uh, but the meningococcal vaccine, uh, there are a couple types there, to protect against meningitis and other meningococcal disease. I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, uh, it seems like every couple of years, we hear a story about a college student dying from meningitis. And the thing is, meningitis is one of those diseases that there's a certain strain of it that is just almost instantly deadly. I mean, people, I've, I've seen people come into the emergency room with this before. Um, and even we had a worker in the emergency room, a nurse who came in contact with one of these patients and 24 hours later noticed a rash and didn't make it. Mm. And uh, so, you know, meningitis, uh, particularly that type, is very, very dangerous. Uh, MMR vaccine to protect against measles, mumps, and rubella. If you were born in 1957 or after and you haven't gotten that vaccine, or if for whatever reason you don't have immunity to MMR. And then varicella vaccine to protect against chickenpox if you were born in 1980 or after and you have not gotten two doses of this vaccine, or if for whatever reason you don't have immunity to the disease. The interesting thing about varicella is the virus that's in the varicella vaccine is the exact same one that causes shingles. Um, So people who've gotten vaccinated as children and who've become immune uh, to uh, chicken pox, those people uh, you know, aren't, weren't as worried about getting shingles because it's the exact same virus. Are there any other special groups that we should be uh, thinking about? Yeah, well, we mentioned pregnant women. So people between 27 and 36 weeks of pregnancy, preferably during the earlier part of that, uh, should get the whooping cough uh, vaccine. Tdap is normally what they'll get, but they want to protect against that. Also, for pregnant women, the flu shot is incredibly important. Um, and the flu season, you know, is all, usually October through May. And if there's a higher risk of contracting hepatitis, due to hepatitis B risk or from being exposed to areas of hepatitis A, uh, then those should also be considered. Dr. Forrest, it's always been amazing to me that healthcare workers don't stay sick all the time. Uh, and maybe it's because of some uh, special uh, uh, special vaccines that they get. Uh, is there anything that they need to do to take care? Well, you know, if you're a healthcare worker and you've not had a complete hepatitis B vaccine series or Uh, If you don't have an up-to-date blood test that shows you're immune, then you should get three doses of hepatitis B. 
Um, you usually get one now, one in a month, and then you wait approximately five months and get the, the last one. Uh, you can also then get a blood test that shows that you actually are immune to hepatitis B. Uh, varicella, if you've never had chicken pox or if you haven't had the vaccine um, or if you haven't had an up-to-date blood test that shows you're immune, usually you should get two doses of varicella vaccine about four weeks apart. And again, MMR, uh, if you were born in 1957 or later and you've not had the MMR vaccine or if you don't have a blood test that shows you are immune, then pretty much all healthcare workers are going to need to get that one. Um, and maybe, again, that's the reason I've had so many at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, and then for meningococcal vaccine, anybody who's routinely exposed, uh, particularly to N meningitis, which is that really nasty strain, um, should get a dose of that. And then also college students who are going to be living in close proximity, uh, you know, getting a meningococcal vaccine is a good idea for them too. All right, Dr. Farr, straight ahead, Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. And we're going to share a website tool for you that can help you find out the vaccines that you still need to get. We're talking vaccinations for adults today here on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest, and I'm Mike Davis. You know, folks traveling to other countries are often uh, told that they need to get some special uh, vaccines. What are some of those, Doc? Well, you know, there are um, many, way too many uh, sort of location-specific vaccines uh, to put on the show. Um, however, just to mention a few, in some areas, yellow fever, typhoid uh, are common, and you'd want to get some specific vaccines for those areas. The best way to identify what is recommended for travel is to go to the CDC's website, and you can search specifically by the location you're going to be traveling to. So we have a link to this. We will have make sure that's uh, on our landing page, uh, but I'll, I'll give it out now. It's hard to, you know, if you're going down the road, listening to the radio to write stuff down, but it's www.nc.cdc.gov forward slash travel forward slash destinations forward slash list. Uh, but if you go to the CDC's website, just cdc.gov, which you can you know just Google and get to that, uh, and look for the travel uh, tab and then destination-specific tool, you can literally put in exactly where you're going to be, and it'll tell you exactly what they recommend. You don't want to ruin your travel by getting sick, and some of those diseases you can get traveling are actually deadly. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. It might surprise some people to know that each year a million Americans get shingles and about half of them are 60 years old or older. Additionally, over 60% of people that actually get admitted to the hospital each year for flu are 65 years and older. Wow. Dr. Forrest, what are uh, some places that listeners can go to find out more information about those vaccinations that you discussed today? Uh, I think the CDC's website is a great place to go, and there's a vaccine quiz on there. Um, that's very beneficial. I'll have a link to that. And then I'm going to have detailed links on the landing page at Access Health Radio so people can see sort of the uh, what they need to see there as well. All right, Dr. Forrest, that's going to wrap it up for today. Our scripture this week is one of my favorites, and it reminds us that if we prevent disease and stay well, we might not even need any medicines. It's from Matthew 9, 12. But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Thanks again for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.